Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, Afternoon delight and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is ninety-eight point three across Collican District, eighty-eight point seven FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. How's it doing, Mr. Max? Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> How's your weekend? A long weekend, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Got any major plans? We've had the speedway. Well, we're doing the speedway again. Uh, that's yes, big weekend of speedway things for you. Yeah. How'd last night go? We got home at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Is that why your eyeballs are dragging on the carpet? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you've got another one tonight. Uh-huh. That will certainly keep you busy. Do you get to sleep tomorrow? I you probably know. need it. Ah, <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie, dearie. Well, uh, I had heaps and heaps and heaps of fun yesterday at uh, the OCRFM Free Radio Training Day, which was uh, a whole heck of fun. We had a, a lovely trainer come down from Melbourne um, from the Community Radio Training Organisation, and she took through um, a heap of new people um, training some different skills and stuff on you know, how to do what you're doing right now, talking into a microphone and scripting and getting things prepared. And, yeah, it was really, really fun. So big thanks to them. Yeah. A few familiar faces and a few new ones. <laughs> uh, now, I believe we're uh, at the very last sweet treat in our yum box. Yeah. Oh, dearie me. Well, let's find out what it is. So we are still in Poland at the moment, and we have one last little thing in the box there. What Mm. do we have? Glazed sponge cake with cream filling and apricot jam. Ooh, yum, yum, yum. Glazed sponge cake. So we've had similar sorts of um, items from around the world from the Yum Box. So uh, this is Dr. Jared's apricot mini cakes. (laughs) Apparently, this is a taste of a very long-time tradition. Um, the first Polish sponge cake recipe was documented in the Compendium for Column, which is a uh, Polish-language cookbook written in 1682. Uh, it was created by the head chef for Prince Alexander Lubomirski, and since then, Polish sponge cakes have gotten way more innovative. So this particular one is like a sponge cake sandwich. It's a super moist cake filled with delicate cream and a juicy apricot filling. Then the whole thing is topped with a uh, milk chocolate or white milk chocolate glaze, actually. And, uh, yeah, so this is something that maybe would be fit for the Polish royals, Prince Alexander. And you've just busted it open there, and I can see, yeah, it's definitely uh, two different layers of sponge cake with the cream filling on the inside. 
Mm-hmm. And the top's covered in chocolate. Yeah. Now, it's not just white chocolate glaze. It looks kind of like a, a zebra donut. Yeah. <laughs> it's got, yeah, white, um, white chocolate and dark chocolate stripes. And the sponge cake's almost... Hard. Biscuit, yeah. It's kind of biscotti. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got a big wallop of jam there? Mm-hmm. Are you an apricot jam fan? I don't know. About to find out? Yeah. <laughs> Down the hatch then, let us know what you think of the uh, apricot mini cake. Looks like it'd be a bit melt in your mouth. It's good. Good? Mm. Mm-hmm. What, what's, uh, what's it do to your taste buds? I don't know, but... Even though it's got a kind of crunchy exterior, that sponge cake, yeah, is quite moist. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I would describe it as melt in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The chocolate layer on top, even though it's quite thin, it, um, yeah, distributes the flavor quite evenly across the, the whole... Um, cake. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the kind of buttercream centre? That tastes good. Very decadent. Mm-hmm. Not too sweet, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, very palatable. Yeah. <laughs> what are you uh, calling this one? One, two, five thumbs up? Two. <laughs> two thumbs up. Fantastic. And uh, sadly... That means we've come to the end of our Polish yum box. Yeah. But I believe in the mail we have received something new. Mm-hmm. Another yum box. What's our clue for uh, next time? Where people learned to listen to their hearts. Where people learned to listen to their hearts. Hmm. Okay, that's a bit cryptic. Where people learned to listen to their hearts. And uh, on the back of the booklet, it says, Je t'aime, the man said, and the woman looked up. But what she saw was him gazing at his empty soup cup. Where we're headed next, the yums steal hearts away. Salty caramels, rich truffles, and cheesy souffle. Mm. So I wonder if that gives enough clues as to where we're headed next time from the... uh, the Universal Yums Yum Box. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've had fun in Poland. There's been uh, quite a few fun facts we've learnt about Frederick Chopin and uh, some of the different... Um, actually, did we finish the trivia? No, we didn't. No. No, we've got uh, five questions to go. Would you like to finish those off now? Yep. Uh, the region of Kujawai is the first known place where what was created? Cheese, beer, cornbread or pie? Kujawai in Poland. Were they the first creators of cheese, beer, cornbread, or pie? Cheese? It is cheese, that is right. Though the exact origins aren't known, um, Kujawai is the home to the earliest known evidence of cheese and their cheese strainer cloths from about 5500 BC. Mm. Uh, Poland is the home to the world's largest what? Is it the world's largest statue of Jesus, the world's largest pine tree, the world's largest observation deck, or the world's largest history museum? World's largest 
statue of Jesus. That is true. <laughs> Towering at 172 feet tall, the Pomnic Christula Crawler, which is Christ the King when you translate it into English, uh, is the tallest statue of Jesus in the world. It's nearly 50 feet taller than the famous one in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, that Christ the Redeemer one. Uh, in fact, as of 2018, it also functions as a Wi-Fi tower for nearby towns. <laughs> That's architecture uh, coming into the 21st century, isn't it? Mm. Uh, in 1926, Poland gave the United States what? A birthday card with five million signatures, a chest of a frozen pierogi, a pair of woolen mittens, or a gingerbread model of the White House. What did the Polish mm. people give the United States for their um, celebration in 1926? A gingerbread version of the White House. No, it was actually a birthday card with five million signatures on it. Oh, yeah. So, newly independent after World War One, Poland wanted to show its gratitude to the US with a card for the country's 150th birthday. Except it wasn't quite a card. It was a 111-volume scrapbook that contained 5.5 million signature from the folk around the country, along with... Uh, Artwork, photos, poems, and pressed flowers. Mm. Mm. Uh, what is a common pizza topping in Poland? Mayonnaise, sauce, mustard, or soy sauce? And by sauce, they would class the American ketchup, I guess. Mm. So is it mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard, or sauce? soy sauce? Mayonnaise. No, it's ketchup. Oh. <laughs> Even though... They would uh, already have it on there. If you order a slice of pizza in Poland, you'll get a side order of ketchup to drizzle on top. Apparently, it all started with a street tradition of the food called zapkanka, an open-faced baguette top with cheese, mushroom, and loads of tomato ketchup. The dish became so popular that even Western-style pizza, when it came to Col uh, Poland, remained the topping of choice. Mm. Finally... Poland's Marius Podzowski is best known as the what man of the world? Is he the smartest man in the world, the strongest man in the world, the fastest man in the world, or the tallest? Um, tallest? He is the strongest. Oh. Inspired by his weightlifter father, Marius Podzelanski began strength training at the age of 13. So you, you got a while to go yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was um, a 260 pound of pure muscle by his teen years. So uh, he won the title of World's Strongest Man five times, which is more than any other athlete on the planet, and has earned the nickname The Dominator. Uh -huh. So that would be like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger being The Terminator, I guess. <laughs> but uh, there you go. Some amazing stuff there in uh, a little Polish... Yum box. And uh, also in that booklet, they've got some uh, recipes for pierogi ruski and uh, some history of Polish scientists, which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I wonder where we will end up with our new yum box. Jetaim, I believe, is quite a big clue as to uh, which country it's going to be. If you want to read that uh, clue one last time off the box, Max. Where people learned to listen to their hearts. 
Okay, well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to look at this week's topic right after this. Kids Kingdom, come for a play or stay all day. Enjoy coffee and a sweet treat or lunch from our full on-site cafe menu. Book a party in one of our three colourful party rooms. Inquire today, 52315633. Kids Kingdom, proud sponsor of Afternoon Delight on OCR FM. Afternoon Delight, it is time for us to take a look at this week's topic, and today we're looking at Maltesers. Maltesers. Now, uh, what do you know about Maltesers, Max? They're round bowl things mm-hmm. yep. that are covered in chocolate. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's inside the ball things? Malt? Yeah, 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 that's where they get their name from. So they're a malted milk ball that's covered in chocolate. Do you know why I may have chosen this particular topic for today? I don't know. don't know. Well, let's just say today is International Women's Day. And it kind of ties in with that because Maltesers were originally created for women. Mm. Can you believe that? Uh, They're a British confectionery um, that's manufactured by Mars. They were first sold in the UK in 1937, but apparently were originally aimed as uh, chocolate for women. Mm. Let's see if we can find out why. Forrest Mars Senior is uh, one of the head honchos of the Mars company. You know, he kind of set it up. And uh, so Maltesers were created by him in 1936, and he started selling them in 1937. Originally described them as energy balls, and uh, slimming for women. Mm. So uh, the current Malteser slogan is the lighter way to enjoy chocolate. And over the years, they've had things like the chocolate with less fattening centre, no ordinary chocolate, and nothing pleases like Maltesers. (laughs) But in the 1930s, advertisements claimed Maltesers malted milk centre was one-seventh as fattening as an ordinary chocolate centre, which led marketers to claim that it was therefore beneficial for weight loss and suited to uh, women who were trying to lose weight. Now, could you get a more sexist product on the market? The uh, um, Dr Pepper men's drink? Yeah, pretty much. We did Dr Pepper a few weeks ago, and, yeah, they were saying that, you know, this drink's not suitable for women, it's only for manly men. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this was the complete and utter opposite. Uh, by 1954, Australia had signed a production deal with McRobertson's, and uh, that was switched to Cadbury in 1963. Uh, they gained fair trade accreditation in the UK and Ireland in 2011, um, and source all their cocoa and sugar under the fair trade terms. They have been highly successful with their uh, online and uh, TV ad campaigns, and officially became available in the US for the very first time only in January 2017. So Americans did not have Maltesers before then. Uh, So a factory in Ontario uh, produces Maltesers for the North American market and exports about 80% of its production into the United States. The Maltesers themselves are made of skim milk powder, cocoa, glucose syrup, barley malt extract 
and a few other scientific bits and pieces, emulsifiers and that sort of stuff. Um, here in Australia, we use milk solids, cocoa butter, uh, as opposed to the skim milk powder. So same style of product, but uh, it gives that malt ball just a little different flavour. Yeah. Um, there are various products around the world that are similar to Maltesers. As I said, uh, as of 2017, that was the first time they were introduced into the United States. The closest they had before that was a Hershey's product called Whoppers, which were chocolate-flavoured covered malted milk balls. Um, there's a brand of malted milk balls called Mighty Malts, produced by Neko. Um, there are some Chinese sweets made by Leng Fang, which started in 1982, called My Likes. Oval are a little like um, them, but not really, because they're not coated mm. in chocolate. The Crunchy Bites. Yeah, Crunchy Bites. Uh, Cadbury also had the Whispers, uh, which are malted milk chocolate balls for a while there. But uh, there's nothing like a, uh, a Malteser. Now, up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, uh, we're going to share a video of an early... Uh, Maltesers campaign in my memory. <laughs> so it's kind of, I'm thinking, late 80s, early 90s, maybe in the 2000s. I don't know. It's a bit It's a bit hazy. But um, being the lighter uh, chocolate, that was their slogan, they would uh, they'd make advertisements to prove that uh, Maltesers were lighter than air. Okay. Mm-hmm. How would you do that if you were an advertising agent, Max? I don't know. Well, <laughs> there was a trick that you used to be able to blow a Maltese up in the, like, keep it up in the air. <laughs> so would you like to have a go at that <laughs> after the break? Yeah. See what we can do? Because, um, yeah, Maltesers often advertise, as I say, towards women, and they have two smart, sometimes sassy girls and then the dumb guy in the equation. Uh, they also had... Uh, there was one where every time she turned right in the car, she was doing it deliberately when she was giving directions so that the Malteser would roll across the dashboard into a hand and she'd have another one out of the packet so that the driver didn't know what was going on. Um, there was an office uh, ad where they used a desk fan to kind of play soccer. Yeah. Um but yeah, the Malteser Blow ad um, was quite iconic, and so we'll see if we can replicate that after the break. So you're listening to Afternoon Delight. If you've got some uh, fun facts about Maltesers or, or memories, let us know. 0439 Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. On Afternoon Delight, it is time for us to go head-to-head with some Maltesers products. And you might be thinking, hey, what? Maltesers products? Mm. There's, there's just Maltesers, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's something new. <laughs> so uh, today on the show, we're going to be having a look at uh, Maltesers, which, as we said, are the malt milk balls covered in chocolate. They also have a new variety out called Extra Choc, 
what do you think uh, that might mean? A double layer of chocolate. Mm-hmm. That is 110% true. But also, I have these. What is that? Maltesers buttons. Yeah, so it is the crunchy Malteser pieces floating in a kind of milk chocolate button. Mm. So we'll we'll put these to the test and see uh, if, if you can taste the difference between the Malteser and the extra choc or what you think of the, uh, the new Malteser buttons. What would you like to kick off with first? The buttons. The buttons, yeah, <laughs> because it's probably something that uh, neither of us have had before. They're only reasonably new to the shelf. Um, do you want to describe what they <laughs> look like as they've uh, fallen out of the packet there? They're like those melted, the, those chocolate things that you can melt and... Yeah, like, like a chocolate button. Kind of a small, round, flat chocolate disc. Mm-hmm. So to make these, I would assume it would be the pieces of crushed up malt from the Maltesers in chocolate, then just plop, 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 plop mm. <laughs> onto baking paper to make your own. Yeah. Anything else you can tell us about them? Sounds like they've got the crunch factor. Mm-hmm. They taste nice. They're not too bad. So they're produced from the Mars uh, factory in Ballarat. And Ballarat's been quite clever with uh, some of their ways that they've uh, created new products from what would have been excess stock over the past decade or so. There's been quite a few different uh, clever ways that they've done it um, that we've featured here on Afternoon Delight. But what do you think of the Malteser buttons? That's good. It's not too bad. Uh, To me, it's very chocolatey. I think because I'm so used to Malteser being mostly malt ball with that thin layer of chocolate um, I'm, I'm not sure how to take it because it's you know that crunchy <laughs> centre that you go for but uh, yeah the pieces of Maltese are quite nice Yeah, I like that what would you thumbs up thumbs down for that two thumbs up two thumbs up yeah okay now do you want to do a blind test and see if you can work out which is the Malteser which is the extra choc or no. yeah righto so I'm going to open both packets up under the uh, the desk here so Max can't see which one's which. Um, I'll get you to put out left hand, right hand for me in the studio so I can tell which one's which. And then you'll have to... I'll, I'll commentate for the listeners so that they know w- which one's what. Okay, so I'm putting one in Max's right hand, one in Max's left hand. Can you tell just by feel yes. which is which? Yes. Pretty easy? Uh-huh. How can you tell? Um, the extra truck is thicker. Thicker and much larger as well. Uh-huh. So it, it really does have a, a double coating of uh, chocolate. Go for the, the taste test then. See if there's any difference between he's gone for the double chock first. Was there a strategy behind that? No. <laughs> it just happened to be. Mm. What's your thoughts? First one down the hatch. You can barely taste the melt because so, so much chocolatey. Chocolate. That's what I was finding with the Malteser button. Now that to me is what a Malteser sounds like. Mm. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts? How do they differ? I like the normal ones better. Really? More malt. More malt. 
if that's what you're going for in a Malteser. Yeah. Now, we should say that um, Malteser is spelt M-A-L-T for malt, and then Ezer is E-S-E-R-S. There is something that comes out at this time of year, as we have already said, hot cross buns have been on the shelf since Christmas. Do you know what the Malteser company puts out at this time of year? Malteser Easter eggs. And they also put out these. Now, these are malt oh. Easters. What is a malt Easter? It's a Malteser bunny. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> so, it's a small rabbit-shaped Malteser um, in, in bunny form. It's a- milk chocolate bunny with a crunchy and creamy Malteser centre. Mmm. Um, so they come in individual serves. They're 29 grams. Um, what what are you thinking as you're uh, opening this up? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Do you want to describe it? It's like a little bunny that is being like a starfish. <laughs> starfish bunny? Yeah. Uh, it's the outline of a bunny. Has it got facial features? A nose. Stamped in it. It's got a nose. Yeah. Okay, so before you chomp down on it, what's your prediction for the percentage of chocolate to malt in this uh, little bunny creation? I don't know. Is it going to be fully Malteser on the inside, like malt, or is it going to be mainly chocolate or mainly... What's what's your breakdown before you chomp down on it? I'd say it's chocolate outside Mm -hmm. and... More creamy inside with bits of Malteser. Bits of Malteser, a bit like the chocolate buttons? Yeah. Okay. Um, now, do you want to describe the the features of the bunny so that people know kind of what you're looking at there? So, you say starfish bunny. It's got, like, starfish body, mm-hmm. and then the top is the It's got reasonably long head. bunny ears, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, little bunny face with a nose. Okay, have a munch. Let us know if your prediction is right. He's gone for the ears first, folks. <laughs> what have you got? Chocolate outside. Creamy middle. With bits of Malteser. And it's all the way through. Yeah. It's kind of like a filled Freddo. It's barely in that... It's just... a. It's barely a chocolate shell. That creamy centre is all the way through the whole bunny. It's in the ears, the the paws, everything. Mmm. That's good. <laughs> good stuff? Yep. So out of those, Maltesers, Malteser Extra Choc, Malteser Buttons and Malt Easters, how are you ranking them? Um, I think I might go... The Maltesers and the Malt Easters first. Oh, level playing field. And then the Malteser buttons. Mm hmm. And then the. Um, the double chocolate on the bottom. Yeah. Not a fan of the uh, the extra chocolatey. Mm. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, we'll take a quick break, and uh, we did promise that uh, we'd do a bit of science. So uh, we will we'll try and get Max to see how long he can blow a Malteser in the air right after this. 
Radio Max. It is time for a bit of science on Afternoon Delight. Now, uh, we're going to take a video of this and uh, pop it up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. But do you want to tell us what you're going to try and do uh, live on air? It's it's going to be great radio. Yeah. Um, Try and blow a Malteser in that Up in the air and see how long you can uh, last... Because we're going to put the uh, world record attempt up on the Facebook page. We've got to see if we can do it first, of course. Yeah. So, uh, video starting now on the uh, Afternoon Delight Facebook page. So, Max, uh, do you have any special technique you're going to be using for blowing a Malteser in the air? I don't know. Don't know? Have you ever done this before? No. No? Well, there's no time like the present. So, I would suggest tilting your head back. <laughs> And uh, seeing how we go from there. Have you ever done it? We have, yes. <laughs> we do know it's actually possible. There's plenty of videos on YouTube. <laughs> okay, so Max was trying to uh, just blow from his fingers. I'd, I would recommend maybe sitting it on your lips to start with and uh, go for... Um, you're trying to create... A vacuum, but also an air tunnel at the same time. <laughs> so it's, it's less about kind of almost spitting it in the air and just a slow, constant stream of air to keep it up and floating. It can be done. Yeah, there we go. He, uh, he got it for about, I'll, I'll give you 0.3 of a second. <laughs> so if you keep the velocity going... Um, at the same speed, and you're focusing on blowing the Malteser up into the air uh, with just that yeah constant stream of air. It creates um, a spin on yeah. the on the Malteser and keeps it in the air. If you've ever seen a ping pong ball being held in the air over a um, a hairdryer, yeah. it's the same sort of principle. Okay. Do we have a hairdryer in here? <laughs> I have a funny feeling you might melt the Malteser if you use a hairdryer. Okay. He's going again. So he's getting a little bit of momentum. Uh, we'll stick that video up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. But uh, a little bit trickier than you thought? Yeah. Yeah. So if you head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, uh, we did Maltesers many, many years ago on Afternoon Delight. And so uh, back with the original, I don't know, gang of idiots, whatever you want to call us, back in the day, uh, Kat and Aiden tried this yeah. challenge as well. Give us, have a go, try. If you've got a bag of Maltesers, see how high and how long you can make a Malteser last in the air just using the air pressure being blown out through your mouth. Your turn. My turn. Okay, well, it'll take us to the break. This is my uh, poor attempt then. It's best to get under the Malteser, we found. Oh, Two seconds. About. As it falls onto the table. We'll be back with more Afternoon Delight after this. Yeah. Time for our sweetest tune here on Afternoon Delight, and uh, during the break we're having a look at uh, uh, a couple of the Malteser uh, Guinness World Records attempts. 
Um, now, the one that we posted up on the Facebook page was trying to break the six-second uh, Guinness World Record. But do you know how long the current Guinness World Record is for blowing a Maltese or keeping it in the air? 9.2 seconds. 9.2 seconds. Crazy. The, I had another go again during the break as well. And it's less about uh, blowing it up in the air. It's, it's getting it into the air to start with and keeping the stream of air pointing in the exact same direction. Because of the way your mouth is formed, um, you, you're blowing the air and it kind of circulates back and you end up with a Maltese in your eye or up your nose. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, lots of – there's other Maltese of Guinness World Records out there of um, throwing them and catching them in your mouth and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the safest Guinness World Record to have a go at would be the, the Maltese of blowing one and keeping it in the air because <laughs> you're less likely to choke. <laughs> but uh, because they are uh, marketed as lighter than air or uh, the, the lighter way to enjoy chocolate – uh, that is where our sweetest tune comes from today. This particular tune is by Marlo and Phoenix Paul and features lyrics by Camilla Bayrak. Um, that's about as much as we can tell you about it because it's one of those independently released tunes that doesn't have much information with it, but uh, it sounds pretty cool. And uh, this is it. It's called Lighter Than Air. What do you think of that one? That's no, good. Not too bad. It's a little bit, uh, a little bit of everything. It's got kind of that Celtic harp. Kind of sounds really uh, almost folk music to start off with, and gets into that dance trance beat. Uh, so that was Marlowe and Phoenix Paul, featuring uh, vocals by Camilla Bayrak. That's a song called "Lighter Than Air" as part of our Malteser show today. Uh, Max was having a go at trying to throw them up and catch them in his mouth. <laughs> I got two in. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. Um, <laughs> now we've just got to pick up a thousand Maltesers off the floor. <laughs> uh, we'll be back on Afternoon Delight to check out what's cooking in the kitchen right after this. <laughs> It is time to share a recipe with you. Max, what have you chosen? Three ingredient Malteser fudge. So this sounds like it's going to be really, really hard to make if it's only got three ingredients. Really, really hard. What are those three ingredients that you need? 300 grams of Maltesers. Mm -hmm. 400 grams of milk chocolate. Yep. 300 and... 95 grams of sweetened condensed milk. That's that's always the best thing when you're cooking is sweetened condensed milk. Yeah, getting a spoon and <laughs> Just getting it all out. Yep. And, yeah. Okay, how do you make the fudge? Line a 20 centimetre square cake tin with baking paper. It's important to make sure you leave plenty of paper hanging over the sides to help you remove the fudge once it has set. 
set aside approximately half a cup of Maltesers. Pour the condensed milk into a medium saucepan over low heat and add the milk chocolate. And stir regularly while cooking for approximately 5 minutes until the chocolate has melted and the ingredients have combined. Remove the saucepan from the heat and add the rest of the Maltesers and carefully but quickly stir the fudge mixture. Sprinkle the Maltesers you've set aside earlier over the top of the fudge. Pour the fudge into the prepared tin and place in the fridge for minimum of six hours or overnight to set. Remove the set fudge from the fridge and cut into squares and then you can eat. Too easy. Sounds simple enough for me to make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll stick a copy of that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Alongside a few other Malteser recipes, they're very, very versatile for cooking. You can uh, mash them up and put them through a biscuit base for a slice, or you can uh, put them through a biscuit mix and make uh, choc chip cookies that have a malt center. They're very, very, very yummy. So uh, that is, as you said, the three-ingredient Malteser fudge slice. Speaking of the Afternoon Delight uh, Facebook page, up there we've uh, posted uh, one of the ads from back in 1997 with uh, some pretty cool um, animation graphics for the time. It's a little claymation animation of um, some Maltesers trying to... uh, Select their new advertising model by asking, how do you eat your Malteser? So that is our big question today on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Are you a cruncher or a sucker? (laughs) Do you let the malt melt in your mouth or do you uh, go hell for leather and just munch and crunch them down? I'm kind of both. A bit of both? Can't can't make your mind up whether you're one Mm. or the other? I... Crunch sometimes and suck. Others. <laughs> Depending on, yeah, how you're feeling? Yeah. <laughs> mm. So uh, that's our big question today. If you head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, you can uh, vote on the poll. And uh, having a look back at last week's poll, it wasn't very divisive. Um, there was very much a clear winner as to whether you would prefer a neenish tart or a custard tart. Uh, custard tart by a long <laughs> run. Um, hardly anyone voted for the niche tart, which makes me sad. But that said, it did generate quite a bit of conversation online as um, uh, there's a lot of people who've never had a niche tart. So don't, I say don't vote until you've had it. But anyway, uh, David said he'd start with the niche tart and finish with a custard one. Yeah, good <laughs> compromise. Marie said she was looking for a neither button. <laughs> No such thing on our polls. Um, She said, if you'd been talking lemon tarts, I'd have uh, been on your doorstep in a heartbeat. So uh, we'd better do a lemon tart episode (laughs) for her in the future. Uh Um, Darren said he hadn't tried a Neenish tart. He's never had one and uh, so delicious. It was first time. Your first time? Uh, Tiana said, 10,000% always custard tart. So Mm -hmm. uh, One day we could do a tart. 
We could, we could, we could. We'd tart it up. <laughs> um, also on the page, uh, we were talking about the new Smith's Poppables that you bought in for what's new. Uh, Tyson says his favourite were the sweet chilli and sour cream flavour. Um, but yeah, we found out that depending whether it was um, put out by Lay's or Smith's, there's some different flavours on the market. We just had the uh, the regular poppables that were the sweet chilli and sour cream, but they've got sea salt and vinegar, um, cheddar cheese and a few other different flavours, so I'll have to try and find those ones now. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, head to the Afternoon Delight OCRFM Lolly Show Facebook page for those details and more. Going to take a quick break. We'll be back to wrap it all up by opening up the Kinder Surprise. Alrighty, Mr. Max, it is time to bust open this week's Kinder Surprise, find out what is inside. Uh, the foil is a little bit sticky this week. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't want to uh, be removed from the chocolate shell. Right, we're down to the yellow capsule. The chocolate just crumbled. <laughs> oh, is that a koala? Baby koala? Oh, it could be. It's got, uh, it's kind of a creamy colour. Mm-hmm. And then there's a two-piece mother koala. Oh, happy International Women's Day, Mama Koala. <laughs> yeah, how do I put it together? <laughs> <laughs> so half the face and body is on one half of the jigsaw and uh, piece the other half together, and you've got a fully formed 3D koala with a little... Now, do you know what a baby koala is called? Baby koala? They are a joey, just like a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, baby koala is a joey. So you've got a little baby joey koala on its mother's back. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm. What's uh, the facts and figures about koalas there and the rest of the Kinder Surprise? Kind of reminiscent of a uh, a yowie with all these animals that we keep getting at the moment. Yeah. They go like 10 kilometres an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, they grow up to... 60 to 85 centimetres. Yep. They weigh like 4 to 15 kilograms and eat gum leaves. And they're, as far as I'm aware, the only marsupial that does eat gum leaves. You've got lots of insects that uh, chew on gum leaves, but they've got something special in their stomach that quells the burn of the eucalyptus oil. So, um, yeah, they can they can eat it. Um, it's got a very limited nutritional value for them, though. They have to eat quite a lot of them um, to to survive, but then that also puts them to sleep. Yeah. So quite a strange uh, existence a koala lives. <laughs> they eat eucalyptus leaves to stay alive and get their water content, but in doing so, it puts them to sleep. Uh, that's it for our Malteser edition of Afternoon Delight. We uh, thank you for tuning in today. And as always, if you've got suggestions for future editions of the show, 
feel free to send us a message by texting 0439 329 713. We can jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We'll catch you next week to do it all again. Until then, bye-bye. See ya. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight Gonna grab some afternoon delight My motto's always been when it's right, it's right Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night When everything's a little clear in the light of day Then you know the night is always gonna be there anyway Working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight song is about daytime lovemaking. The naughty type. Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight